Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I'm Andy Rieger, your host, along with me, my esteemed co-host, Matthew Basinger. If you don't have a whiskey in your hand, make sure you grab one. Jay Rieger and co, of course. Uh, here we're producing the show for us today is Let It Fly Media. And of course, our wonderful coffee sponsor today is Hub International. Today, we have a very wonderful guest on who I have known for most of my life, Miss Darcy Howe of KC Rise Fund. Darcy, welcome. Thank you, Andy, who we met when Andy was a little teeny guy just learning to swim at the carriage club. Might have even changed my diaper. <laughs> this is real. I thought you were making that entire thing up. Oh, no. And I, I got to a shout out to his really great mom and his very um, inspiring dad. Who, good guy. Total awesome. Super badass. Good guy. Uh, so, Darcy, you have a super interesting background. You really come from the financial world, which is what I absolutely love. Really, before we get into Casey Rise Fund, I think it's really important that everyone understands your background. Can you sort of talk about how you came up in the financial world and then got to where you are before we dig into Casey Rise Fund? Sure. I was living in New York City, and I knew I was moving back to Kansas City to marry my now husband of 35 years. Dang. Like, what can I do? Because Kansas City was really boring back in those days, so the early 80s, mid-80s. Uh, and so World I Series. Had, what's that? Won the World Series in the mid-80s. Well, that's no, that's after I moved back. You came in 84, you're lucky, right? Yeah. You're a lucky child. Yeah. yeah. They so won it for you. 84. Thank and you for coming back. And then I got here, and then so there you go. Uh, no, but the, the kid, you know, my friends on Wall Street looked like fun and exciting. And so, like, what could I do that was sort of Wall Street like in Kansas City? And so I was in the financial services business for 32 years. Actually, I started as a commodities broker. And you ended as? A uh, private wealth advisor, was one of the founders of the Merrill Lynch private wealth uh, group in the, in, um, the U.S. S small potatoes, of course. <laughs> um, so then the idea for Casey Rise Fund, sort of what inspired it and then digging into it a little bit as to what it really is. Well, your friends, my kids, Carriage Club swimmers, uh, did not move back to Kansas City, and they live in Chicago and D.C., uh, and it's okay that they don't move back, but it occurred to me as I was retiring from Merrill Lynch that uh, it'd be a shame if people like you, Andy, wouldn't, who have great careers somewhere else, wouldn't come back to Kansas City and help build the next generation of what the heck should happen here. So that was one, and the other was, oh, I know well-to-do folks, I know uh, asset management, like maybe I can put all this together and figure out how to cr help create and stimulate um, the future economic development of Kansas City, which is in cool businesses that people are growing that young people want to work there. Simple as that. So Andy comes from the finance background. I do not. I was an educator by trade. I became an accidental business person. We've been very fortunate to have a little bit of success at SwellSpark, but, but I didn't grow up in banking, right? And so for all the folks who are like me, who get intimidated when we start to get into finance speak at times, like what does the KC Rise Fund do, both on a day-to-day -day basis, as well as what is the goal? What is the vision? What is it that you're trying to accomplish here in Kansas City? So let's start with the vision and work back in how do we sure. do that. So the, the vision is that we have all kinds of folks, whether they are um, your generation, my generation, corporations, all beating the same drum of this is the way our future is going to be. we got to build the next companies of this region so that your kids, uh, maybe not my kids, but your kids uh, will come back and think, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but Kansas City. That's my North Star. Uh, how do we do that? 
We went out and raised $19 million in our first fund. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, raising for our second fund. But is, that, is that a blend of corporations and individuals? Yes. Our second fund actually is almost 50% corporations. Oh, have, uh, because corporations, think about it. Businesses, it's hard for a big business to innovate. I think it's like turning a battleship around in the middle of the Panama Canal. You, you know, How do you do that? And little companies need customers, and they are really good at innovating. You guys know this really well. You had here a pandemic, and you both have figured out how to innovate in your businesses. So harder, much harder for bigger. So the bigger businesses are going, okay, you're right. We need to figure out what innovation is happening in our own backyard that could actually help us. And so we connect the dots. We are totally, if you say, what is our day-to-day work? We connect dots. We connect dots between resource people that companies, young companies need, customers that they need, talent that they need. Uh, we're looking for companies that can we can add to our portfolio. We go out and help them find capital. I think one of the stats that I love the most that combines this question you just asked, Matt, and, and Andy's background in finance is we have invested, we've only invested, let's call it 14 or 15 million total. Those companies, since we've been there, have raised $334 million. 77% of it's from out of town. So we're not just, what we do in Kansas City is just catalytic. These companies now can stay here. They don't have to to have the big old bully from the East or West Coast say, well, you got to move here in order to get our money. Like, no, you don't have to move there any longer. And by the way, those guys on the coast, they're hurting now because they're like, whoa, people want to move back to Kansas City. I don't want to be in, in Germany, New York City. I'm going to go back home. My my mom will, will babysit. Like, what's not to love about being in a, you know, 4,000 square foot house versus an 800 square foot, uh, mm-hmm. you know, apartment with your two year old and your dog. So, and, and so in terms of the stage as to which you're investing in these companies, you know, it's very tech driven, like we had discussed before, willing to dip into consumer brands every now and then or something that you see as a good opportunity. But are you really trying to get in at the very beginning of these companies that their general foundation, you know, pre-revenue, even after a little bit of revenue, change of business model, what's kind of your yes category and what's your no category uh our no category for investing is pre-revenue for the most part we've invested in a couple of pre-revenue companies but they were with people who are multi they're founders of other businesses and we know have seen their track record and we we can believe but pre-revenue is much more for angel investors or individuals so our role there for pre-revenue is not to invest but to help those young uh, those entrepreneurs with young companies, they could be old people, by the way, young people, old people, um, find angels who dig their idea and really want to help them with a little capital on the front end. When we get there, which is like any venture firm, our standard is it's got to be at least a million dollars that they're raising. Well, to raise a million dollars, that means you generally have to have some revenue. Generally, it's recurring revenue. You have contracts of recurring revenue. And generally, it's fifty dollars to $100,000 of monthly revenue is sort of a sweet spot of what we do. We own somewhere between 2 and 5% of the company, generally. And our objective, just for any of you who are out there listening, who are building a business and would love to I'm talk listening. to us. Okay. I'm listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our objective... You got to show us how we can get 20 times return on our first dollar, 20 times. So number one, please don't say, oh, my company's worth $25 million and I don't have a dollar of revenue because my idea is so great. Well, Darcy, they would be worth, you know, $500 million then. That's obvious, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
if we can invest in a company at five or ten million dollar valuation and then somebody buys them out at two hundred million dollars, our investors, we will be a top quartile fund in this country. What happens on the East and West Coast is they invest their first dollar at 25 or 30 million, and then it has to be a billion dollar company in order for the math to work. So that's where Kansas City has such a competitive advantage is getting, if we can get in early enough, but with enough validation that that business has already kind of found some customers who are willing to pay them for Mm -hmm. that idea or product or service, um, that's that's really great. And there's two kind of things that you're accomplishing one you're trying to grow business just in general right you're trying to put capital into businesses and help them grow but you're also balancing that with kansas city you're trying to grow kansas city like how do those two things intersect perfectly i know that every situation is differently but i guess if you're talking about these out-of-town investors like what's the reason for them to want to um how do you convince them to love this city well um they don't care about kansas city for the most part sure They care, can they find enough talent in Kansas City? That's Mm -hmm. the thing that they care about the most. If I'm a West or East Coast investor, Chicago, Dallas, wherever, and can I, can, if, if I invest in this company and it stays in Kansas City, can they grow in Kansas City? Can you start with maybe there are five or ten folks in the business and for them to be venture growth, they're probably going to have a hundred or more before you know, we might have an exit. So can you find 100 people in Kansas City? The cool thing about COVID, honestly, is people can work from anywhere. By the way, nine minutes and 32 seconds before we talked about COVID, that is a new podcast record. It is. I almost didn't talk about it because (laughs) I hate the word. I don't use it in one single email. It's probably because we've been drinking. Rieger's Kansas City Whiskey. We haven't. You keep lying. By the way, okay, that's the one, you know, if you want to know what is my beverage of choice, I got to actually ask you what this, because I can't remember the name of it. My pandemic in this environment, that's the words I I use, in this environment, um, when I've had a million Zoom cocktail with my friends from college and wherever else in our family, my go-to beverage was when I came through, and what is your pre-made that you put the orange in? I took the label off. I shouldn't have taken the, the Pendergast. Oh, the Pendergast. Yes, that's been my go-to beverage. It's beautiful. It has that nice orange. It looks. It's got a good color. I like color, and uh, it looks great in a beautiful glass. I use one of these big square ice cubes and. This is now everything. Everything Jerry Gernco makes is incredible. (laughs) Uh, I cut you off though. You were talking. You were you were saying. I want you to finish what you were talking about. So so they don't care. The outside money doesn't care about Kansas Mm -hmm. City. They just care. Can you deliver what we need for the growth? And what they love about what they see here is we bootstrap longer. So you use your own money. It's you prove the idea Mm -hmm. longer. That's what's frustrating to entrepreneurs, honestly. Just give me the money, right? Just give me the money. I've got this great – it's hard. Even the angel in Kansas City are not real believers because not believers in the idea that's not very well baked because they haven't seen it much. So that's part of our our mission is let's go get some exits. Let's – we've had a couple in the fund already. We've had a 2x cash on cash return on on some of the 
things that we've had to sell already. It's too early. That's not what we're looking for. But that's the fact that people get money back and go, oh, my gosh, I didn't throw my money down a rat hole. This was not the United Way investment of Help Kansas City. It was like, whoa, I'm a real investor, and I'm going to get money back. We need more of those. And then people and corporations and family offices, they'll believe it in Kansas City when they see it more. And I don't blame them for being a little conservative in the way they're doing it. But that's, so that's my answer about the coast. What do they love about it? We bootstrap longer. These the, the valuations are here. The talent is amazing. I've talked to West Coast um, founders who they literally, I talked to one who 100% of his tech team turned over in 12 months, 100%. Like how can you build culture and have a really great company Turnover doesn't happen as much here. Mm. They they love that whole Midwestern. We will just work our rear ends off and do good things. Darcy, I work in the experience economy. Uh, and one of the things I just love to know, and it's a little bit of a bizarre question, but what's the coolest thing you've ever done? And the caveat, you cannot talk about marriage. You cannot talk about kids. I'm talking about like an experience that you signed up for, paid for, booked, something like that. What is the neatest thing that you've ever had a chance to to do? It involves kids, no? So Bring it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's okay. But yeah. it was, but it was cool in the sense that. Uh, so I love to ski, mm-hmm. and our son a- Andrew loves to ski. Well, actually, all our kids, both our kids do. And so when he was sixteen, what he asked he wanted for his sixteenth birthday was to go ski in some foreign country. So we went down to Bariloche in South America and Argentina, and had an unbelievable unbelievable experience in um, in the skiing down there is you go to a place where there's still grass and flowers are growing or whatever and they you have to drive up and then you take a lift and it takes you up to the mountain where the snow is you actually it's not all snow it's not like Colorado where everything is snow everywhere sure. and that was the first time I'd ever seen something like that and um, so to be in a place where people weren't speaking that much English mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a a and, and I hate you know I know you talk about kids but there's something about that single parent with one kid that you're doing something outdoors mm-hmm. that's, that's foreign and and did a similar kind of thing in Zermatt with our daughter. I love it. I just went camping with my six-year-old for the first time. And when I said not talking about kids, like a lot of people are like, oh, the best thing I've ever done is having kids. And I'm, that's the yeah. answer I'm trying to. So uh, I love uh, it. I, no. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, wait, wait. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you about your camping trip because <laughs> – my kids hate to camp. I would love to go camping. <laughs> you, you can take mine. I hate camping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually outfitted our family minivan with a bed in the back of it to do air-conditioned semi-glamping camping, and it's been amazing. How old is so, your son? Six. Does your My wife do six. like camping? Uh, she's okay with it. She's all right with the it. The answer's it's no. not. Yeah, she loves me enough, I think, that we yeah, go camping. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ritz Carlton, that would be our camping. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you had another question. Cool uh, so my questions really revolve around, so far to date, your first investment was made? Um, October of 16. October of 16. So you may not have enough war stories yet with only being four years in, but you might. What have been the characteristics of your biggest failure of an investment to date? Um, and Or even what did you miss? Yeah. So just the general not enough diligence uh, in understanding, in, in not enough diligence investing in something that I didn't understand, like ad tech. I'm not good at ad tech. That, that's um, – uh, and 
uh, not enough closeness to the governance of what's going on. If you don't start, have your company have at least an advisory board, if not a fiduciary board who will kick your rear end and really make you bring it. Toby Rush says this all the time, a board really, he put one in immediately. Uh, you're missing out on an opportunity to bring in minds to double check what you're doing. And uh, and the ones that were the not so great were the ones that uh, didn't bring folks in, didn't keep in, didn't communicate well with the the people who actually could help them, who were their investors. And then things when things fall apart, then all you hear from them is, uh, you know, the excuses of why it didn't when there probably could have been things that you could have done to help. So I, that's, I know that's very general and basic and I don't want to, you know, say anything we still have. We don't have a single company that's gone out of business, but we, you know, uh, we learned a lot from fund one that we are doing a little differently in fund two. And that is those things I just mentioned. That's awesome. Let me be briefer. <laughs> Let me be somewhat brief. Darcy, again, thank you so much uh, for making time. Look forward to, to getting to know. Outro, no, I'm, I'm outroing. Let me be more brief. Let oh, me. Let me. <laughs> These are the outtakes. Thank you. Outtakes. It's great to meet you. Let me thank you, too, for doing the things that you're doing to really make Kansas City a cool, cool place where everyone does want to come back. That's why I'm wearing my Back to KC t-shirt, by the way. That's right. <laughs> go Sporting KC. Go Chiefs. Go yeah. Royals. Go Rieger. Drink Rieger. <laughs> and wash your hands blade with timber. sanitizer. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, wrap, wrap it up, Andy. Darcy, we'll do a really long podcast sometime and dig really, really deep into the financial world of everything <laughs> that goes on with the fun. But thank you for being here with us today. I always love seeing you. Matt, Darcy is someone you should know. For everyone listening, Darcy is one of the most brilliant financial minds in the city. So hopefully that you follow her work, follow her fund, and dig in a little bit and see where you can help as well. Thanks for being with us, Darcy. Love what you guys are doing. You guys are our future. Keep at it. Thank you.